announcement. The hemp revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. You can hear the stories of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating the business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game forever. Introducing your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. What's up, everybody? This is Sonia Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado. And yet again, are you surprised? I'm so excited to be back with you guys on another episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are diving deep into the secrets of the industry and telling the stories and sharing the journeys of the entrepreneurs who are pushing this forward. We have interviewed folks from all over the world, all different walks of life and at different phases and stages of their business. But today we are going to be diving into an East Coaster who decided to come out to Colorado to find his love and joy for the CBD and cannabis movement, which have a hunch, it probably existed before he got here. Steve is a local entrepreneur with a mission to change the hemp industry for the better. Steve was living in Colorado where he was introduced to the health and wellness properties of the hemp products, specifically CBD oil, and returned back to the East Coast as he encountered the frustration of navigating the internet. I'm sure those of you guys who are using CBD and tried to order it can totally relate to not being able to find trusted suppliers or understanding which brands and which products actually give you quality hemp that will give you the trusted results that you are promised and are looking for. And that is the small window of how Steve's Goods was born. After doing tons of research and making the connections that he needed to build and grow his company, Steve has been recognized and revered as having one of the higher quality products, offering discounts and doing giveaways inside all of his philanthropic work. Super, super excited to have him on our show today. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Mr. Steve from Steve's Good CBD. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing super well. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Thank you for the intro. It was lovely. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on the show as well. This was a long time coming. I've been stalking. I'm a closet stalker. Wow. And <laughs> don't quote me on that. But I go out, I have all my little minions. And when I decided to do this podcast, you know, I was like, we need to find the people who are doing really cool stuff. We need to find the people who are struggling. We need to find the people who are like, just so passionate about this industry and want to tell their story and share just sort of behind the scenes what's happening and and how and why we are doing what we're doing the way that we're doing it. So why don't you just take a couple minutes and introduce yourself to our community. Where are you from? What you up to? How'd you find your way into CBD? Yeah, great. Thank you. So yeah, this started, um, you know, three years ago for me where I really started getting into it. I've been building websites for a long time. You know, I'm super nerdy. I built my version one of the website. 
but yeah, so I was helping someone with their website and stuff and I was doing a lot of guerrilla marketing and I ended up going out on Pearl Street in Boulder. Are you familiar with Pearl Street? Oh yeah, I lived in Boulder for 10 years. Cool. So I'd go with this little red wagon and I'd have some hemp plants in it, kind of, you know, being a little risky, but going out there and I was engaging people and engaging families and you know, at first it, it was like kind of a marketing thing, you know, I started like, hey, check out the hemp plants, let's talk about hemp. But then I started talking to these families and started getting really compelled by their stories. You know, people were moving to Colorado because their kids were having seizures. You know, they're dealing with a lot of issues with pharmaceutical medication and they just didn't want that for their kids. And yeah. I was totally supportive of that. So, you know, I thought about it and I kind of moved back to Maine and I just started on this, hey, I want to do something. I want to connect the farmers to the consumers and I wanted to do it in all 50 states and the farm bill kind of allowed it kind of lots of gray area, but I was like, Hey, cool. I'm going to do this. And there's people that need help. I can help. I have the skills and I really want to do it. So I launched the education first and then I launched the website and then I've just been really just supporting hemp and kind of being hemp's biggest cheerleader, maybe not its biggest cheerleader, but I've been on hemp side for a while and then I really want to see it succeed, you know, and really be a part of our future. Yay. Love it. Okay. So you launched the education part of Steve's Goods first. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, definitely. So like I said, I spent a long time just hanging out on Pearl Street, just talking to people and educating people and doing all that. And then I started bringing it online with the Instagram account and started doing more educational stuff. And my main thing is I really like to help out with the denormalization or the normalization of hemp and, you know, having people you know, see it in the public and see it around and not be scared by it. You know, it needs to be normalized. Again, people shouldn't be scared of a, of a plant, of a leaf. You know, it's, it's weird that people are scared of it. You know, that's why I wear my weed jacket. You know, I wear it to a lot of expos. I wear it around. I was literally on Main Street in Longmont yesterday. We we're making a video. I was like in my jacket. I had like four people say, hey, nice jacket before I could even get to my spot. But, <laughs> you know, so it's like, I really enjoy that part of it. And I feel like that's a big part of why I'm here is, is to make it normalized. Are you living in Colorado or are you in Maine and then come out to Colorado for filming? Yeah, that's a really great question. And we need to update the about me because I've been living in Colorado for a long time. Like I went back to the East Coast for like six months, but I've been out here pretty much growing my business in Colorado. I see. And I was like, he's a local, but like local to where? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we need to edit that. I've been thinking about that. I was like, oh, it doesn't make sense anymore because I'm here. I've been living here. I live in Longmont. We have our distribution space in Longmont, and we're about to open up our retail space in Longmont. Fun. I'm coming yeah. to see you. I lived oh, in yeah. Longmont for a long time. Cool. My kids are still right over there off of Hover and 18th. And so, yeah, it's I love Longmont. It's totally beautiful up there. And a lot of the farms that we were working with in the first couple of years of our business were right there tucked right at the base of the mountains. Just it yeah. could not be a more beautiful landscape. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we're doing a ribbon cutting for the commerce on the third. You're welcome to come up for that and also our opening party. Yeah, fun. I'd love yeah. to. Definitely. I'd love to. That'd be super fun. Okay, so... I'm really curious about this all the time, three years in business and, you know, there are some like standard challenges to this industry. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of, <laughs> so it's kind of, kind of like kicking a dead horse, but like for sure, for sure, just to mention them, you know, merchant processing, really navigating the landscape of legalities, like what can we do? What can we not do? 
you know, Here, let's, Mark, uh, before you go too far, let's just, let's just talk about processing. Cause I know everyone wants to hear about processing. Oh, banking and merchant processing. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. So, I mean, you said I can bitch and moan. So yeah. <laughs> So as I'm packing this joint right here, so merchant processing has always been a huge struggle. You know, I'm a pretty rebellious person by nature. And no. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> uh, so I really was, was apt to figure it out. You know, it's like I'm a problem solver by nature. I love to problem solve. And so that's what I've been doing for the last three years is problem solving. And sometimes it's been easier than others. But really, I started off just kind of shadow, being in the shadows and just trying to get into some processing history. Because once you get three months of history, like you are way more open to get accepted by someone that actually is way more legit. But the issue is if you have zero processing, it's almost, it's not impossible. It's just really hard. They're going to give you high rates. They're going to give you high re reserves and holds. It's going to be hard for you to grow a business, you know? So I dealt with, I've dealt with it all. I've gotten a ton of accounts shut down. I'm super happy I didn't end up on a match list. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's basically the list that doesn't allow you to open up any bank accounts or any processing. It just like blacklists you from all that. So with all my shenanigans, I'm glad that didn't happen to me, but it was a possibility. It's like, I could have been blacklisted for trying to get freaking medicine to people, like get farm hemp to people and I could get blacklisted. So it was oh, crazy. I know, I know people who have been on our show who have been blacklisted in there and they have oh. like such incredible stories. Chris Martin, who runs a show called Haters Make Me Famous, like literally went to prison and like has this whole really cool story, but he's fully blacklisted right now for following the rules. Like wow. he was following the rules that his merchant processor gave him and they shut him down and because I don't even know why, but they blacklisted him and he's now in this huge legal dispute. So merchant processing has got to be, especially since June when the Elevon exodus happened. And if you guys don't know what that is, if you're listening, like Elevon was connected to, was probably one of the biggest areas that CBD companies could process, top three for sure. And they just onboarded everybody so quickly, started to do all of the transactions for the industry. And then like one little tweak in compliance happened. I'm of the opinion that that big business started to come in and say like, yo, yo, we're coming in here. You shut everybody down. Like I, I'm a total conspiracy theorist. So I think that, you know, big pharma and big business had something to do with it. But yep. that's neither here nor there but they shut everybody down. Didn't matter how big or how small your business was. And I think another huge challenge was that they onboarded everybody so quickly trying to like profit from the green rush that they didn't really create yeah. a standard or an SOP. Like what are the qualifications? What does yeah, the yeah. company need to be They're doing? Stuck you know? Signing people up. Yeah. They were just like, fucking a right. Let's do it. Yeah, let's make money. I'm sure they made at least a billion Oh, easy. I'm sure, I'm sure that's what their whole deal was. They're like, we're just going to make a quick bill off this industry and we're going to get fined, but it's not going to be anywhere near how much money they're going to make. Oh, yeah. They're charging people like 4%, but they're one of the top five processors in the world. So they're getting their interchange probably at a very stupid rate. They're probably paying no more than like 1% and then they're charging, you know, the three extra percent on top and they're doing that for... You know, I knew tens of thousands of people that were up on that and they accepted pretty much everyone. Yeah, and I think there was like 43,000 businesses. Woo! 
yeah. that got shut down. So anyways, it was a really significant Armageddon day for the industry. And a lot of people, no matter how big or small their businesses are, have had to go through that recovery process. Good thing we're in CBD industry because it required a lot. <laughs> we were getting high on our own supply. <laughs> yep. That's for sure. That's for sure. Okay. So have you figured out merchant processing sense? Like what are you doing for a solution now? So we, as a company, we're owed like $75,000 in processing. Yeah, a mix between, actually, no, it's actually at like 100 now. So there's, we use T1. T1's a big player in the game, but they have big reserves. So, you know, when you process a couple hundred thousand through that, that collects a big reserve. So they owe us like 28 grand or something. And they're really fucked up because... The second you stop processing, they no longer pay you out. So if you just like stop processing, they will just stop paying you out. It's so silly. Like the second you stop processing, they give you like a warning and like it's like a three day warning and alert. And if you don't continue processing, they're like, nope, no more money for you. Dude, whack. I got a couple of my friends who I'm partnered in with on manufacturing and like a lot of my work in the industry now, I mean, I've literally run the whole the whole gamut of the of the space from legislative development to you know building and growing audiences online and education and all of this different stuff mainly all because I was a patient whose life was completely transformed by the use of cannabis you know as a teenager and I'll tell you I am I am never not surprised at how many hoops we're having to jump through. And a part of my passion in my role is making sure that we can navigate our way through as we are a self-governing industry. And a lot of that, this industry has always been true, that it's all about who you know and who you know and what kind of relationships or partnerships you can cultivate with them. So a lot of my work in the industry right now is just finding out who are the bullshitters and who are the bosses in the industry and then making the strategic alliances, you know, with them, agreements with them, like kind of like Godfather style, like we're going to agree that this is how we're going to do business, (laughs) you know, and like everybody's everybody's (laughs) on the same page and about, about all of that. And so one of my friends, who's also an FDA compliant manufacturer, literally just bought a bank and he's like, fuck this. Like if I'm going to be manufacturing CBD, I'm going to own the bank too and make sure that all my people can continue to do business. That's crazy. So he's like completing the paperwork for that. I'm like, how boss do you have to be to buy the bank? Like, <laughs> it's like right? super boss, you know? So yeah, that's crazy. Anyways, this industry is just booming so hard. Yeah, it's coming out super hard and I'll be excited to share that solution once it's all, once everything is online. Like I, every single one of you guys that I interview is, says the exact same thing. So I can't wait to be like, here's a solution for you yeah. and for you and yes. for you. Yeah, cool. <laughs> It'll be really good. How about marketing and advertising? I see your website. It looks awesome. Did you, did you actually build your website or did somebody do version two? Yeah, someone did version two. Okay. Well, it looks awesome right now. Have you had challenges with marketing and advertising? How are you getting people to find out, you know, in this ocean of brands, how is Steve's good standing out right now? So we're, you know, a lot of it is loyalty and we've just been around for a long time. A lot of our customers like online retail customers have just been with us for a long time. 
and they know we have high quality consistent products and we're we're just each time you buy it's going to be the same and you know we keep lowering our prices but overall we do a lot of just expos and we're just out there like people whenever they run into me they're like man i'm seeing you everywhere we're just like in local magazines in colorado or you know we're doing some advertisement we're like advertising with some some like cannabis agencies you know there's like i guess i'll shout them out there's like leafly and then there's mary jane and then there's leaf buyer you know there's a bunch of these cannabis you know that can like you know pay-per-click stuff which isn't really the great great conversion to all the pay-per-click stuff but it's like if you can make your money back and then also gain a customer, it's worth it. So it's just the marketing spend is really hard right now because we are successfully advertising on Google. There isn't many people that are doing it. And I can't really disclose how we're doing it, but it's pretty expensive to win over our customers because we're, we're getting like wholesale and we're going to start targeting retail customers. But, you know, it's costing us like $20 a customer, but, you know, if they can turn into a couple thousand each order, then it, it's like, it works out. So let's talk about that for a second. This is actually not a subject that I have brushed too deeply. Cost per customer. What does it cost to get a customer? And you just mentioned like the $20 mark. And I have a lot of people who ask me about this because we're actually successfully advertising for cannabis and hemp online. We have a really specific, what we call the long game strategy. Like people are either sprinting and doing CPC or you know, clickbait kind of advertising where we're really focused on community building and, you know, creating an internal ecosystem that take, it's a little bit of a longer run, but the conversions are incredible. You're not spending as much money up front and you're, you know, doubling or tripling your investment on the back end. And so a lot of people come to us to say like, how are you guys, you know, how are you guys doing this? And we always have to say like, well, it's a numbers game. It's all about, you know, how low you can get the number down to where you're turning a, a like or a follower into a, you know, captured audience and ultimately into a converted sale. And there's a certain number that comes along with that. So we're on average on Facebook seeing people spend anywhere from one to $5 on a click and then they, they get their ads shut down. So what are you, what's the lifetime value? A lot of companies have trouble conceptualizing the spending so much money up front. They're like, ah, we just, you know, want to do a blast to a yeah. list. It's just, yeah, it doesn't work. It, it, what you have to realize is it's all about, you know, dangling out your lines, you know, it's like, you can't just have one line out there and expect that you're going to keep getting bites. You need to have multiple lines. Like maybe this is, is Instagram giveaways and this is like pay-per-click on Facebook. And this is like, you know, you can like do stuff YouTube. on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube, yeah. whatever. Like, you know, you just need to have all your fishes out there and yeah, it, it gets expensive. You know, we, I mean, we're a legitimate company now. It's like, we spend a lot each month on everything and we're like trying to figure everything out. We have a bunch of employees and we're just growing and, you know, it's hard to uh, put money into things that you don't necessarily know it's going to grow. And you have to like test things, you know, that people are telling us, hey, we can, I mean, this just happened to us. They're like, yeah, you can advertise on Facebook using yada yada and you can sell unlimited topicals because Facebook doesn't mind topicals. And then, yeah, it just, it was, it was stupid. <laughs> boo, boo, yeah. boo, boo, kitty right there, yeah. boy. But if you have a small budget and you can't, it's like a high risk, high reward because we put a budget into this Google thing and we didn't really know if it was going to work. 
and then we put money into it and, and time money and everything and now it's working so it's like but we've done that for other projects and it hasn't worked and it's like damn we just wasted a week on our super talented dude as well as had to pay him and pay for the things that we tried to get going so you know yeah. so you have a lot of lines in the water and really figure out what works for you and what works for your customers because me getting my customers can be different from you getting your customers. Yeah, totally. Well, I, I tell people, and I've said, again, I've said this like in almost every podcast, but it's completely relevant to like really understand who your target audience is. Like people ask me all the time, are you on Instagram? And I'm like, not really, because my audience is not on Instagram. My audience is on Facebook. I have a really specific demographic that I'm working with who responds more effectively to the content that I'm creating and the advertisements that I put out and my messaging and all of that stuff. So that's where I concentrate my time, my attention and my dollars. That's not going to be true for everybody else. So really understanding yeah. who you're serving and what problem you're solving will determine where you're going to spend your most time and your most energy. What kind of sauce are you sipping on over there? So this is, it's brand new. I don't know if you can see it, but it's our CBG slab. This is pure 99% CBG and you dab it. And we're partnered with Dip Devices. We're about to come out with a CBD starter pack. But yeah. That's it's dope. Really, if you're here, I'd definitely try it. I would uh, definitely try it. I'm like, yes. So remember we were talking earlier about the zombie outfit? Uh, yeah. We're making the zombie video. It's like, I'm like reanimated back to life because of my CBG isolate slab. Oh my God. <laughs> it's actually really funny so i'm dope get in on that steve's good cbg sauce brain food right there buddy Seriously. i love it how's the flavor on it you know we don't really add anything into it so there's not really it's not like uh because we have a lot of like fruity flavors like blueberry and watermelon yeah and yeah drip and gorilla but yeah it's very planty it's not you know i like that yeah but um a lot of people you can like mix it in with your dabs like i have you know, like THC stuff, and then you can kind of combo a little bit. I really yeah. think they they marry well together, CBG and THC. And you know, yeah. let me just let me just give you a quick pitch on CBG for the people that don't know what CBG is. CBG is the mother molecule to CBD. So when it's in the hemp plant, it is CBGA, and as it matures, it converts to CBDA or THCA or all the other cannabinoids and then when you get that plant and then you smoke it it turns from cbda to thca into thc or cbd so it's like you're converting it to that so just to clarify so it's the mother molecule it's the precursor it's what makes all the magic happen so we're able to extract it and and put it into a concentrated form and we really think it helps with the brain you know there's we're going to be doing some studies with uh, CSU Pueblo. We're doing one on memory right now in CBD, but I'm hoping that the study will go well and then they'll let us do CBG in memory and, you know, we keep adding to the research. CBG and CBN are the two cannabinoids right now that are sort of on the rise, if you will. It was like THC for such a long time and now it's CBD. And mm -hmm. I just think we're gonna run the gamut all the way through. So for me, this is like a lifetime thing. But as more, and Pueblo, by the way, is one of the like top research centers in the state right now. There's like DU and and then Pueblo is like totally crushing it on, on all of their medical studies, which I absolutely love. I really hope that you guys get to do some stuff with the CBG because I think that there's, there's so much hyper-focus on CBD right now that we're not paying attention to any of the 
you know, the other molecules, the THCA, the CBGA, the CBN, you know, like the, the acids in the plant and the terpenes and the flavonoids that they're like just barely starting to get the yeah. attention that they deserve. When in For fact, sure. a lot of those things are the most medicinal part of the plant. Yeah. So that's why we're really ahead of the curve because we've been dealing with CBG for over two years now where, where it's honestly, there are business owners and people that own CBD companies that do not know what CBG is. That's a yeah. problem. That is a Truth. problem. So we're, we're always going to be ahead of it. We are launching this new vape. It's going to be crazy. Like there's nothing the market has ever seen. That's like this. It's like a 12% CBC. There's like 6% CBG. There's like CBN in here. That's like I'm CBN. coming to Longmont. Yeah, you should. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll make you one. We're still in R and D, but I'll make you one personally. And they're really good. We're we're putting in our blueberry OG terpenes and a little of our uh, natural flavoring that is an MCT base and it smokes really well and it tastes really good. But yeah, we're gonna be launching it pretty soon. Love that. So tell me a little bit about your viewpoint on the like vape controversy that's happening right now. And you're still developing vaporizers and, you know, dabbable products. Are you concerned at all about the, I'm going to call it controversy around vapes? Yeah, I would say that Juul's getting a lot of the pressure right now. And they're kind of the main target. I would say at the end of the day, what we have done in response to that is we're doing a non-PGVG vape. So it's basically, we're having a, a pure product. So we have a distillate that doesn't recrystallize because that's the main issue with CBD distillate is it recrystallizes on an atomic level. So it won't recrystallize. So it will stay distillate in your cartridge. And then we're just adding in the terpenes, plant-based terpenes, and then all natural flavoring that's just MCT based. And so basically what when we're doing now, we're removing all of those toxic things that are really messing people up, like jewel pods. That's a PGVG mix with concentrated nicotine. It's like awful. It's like, they're like little rocks and they like concentrate it and they put in the nicotine, you know, they put in the juice. So it's like, that's what's really screwing people up is the PGVG. And you know, that's just kind of what we're doing in response is just, we're not doing that. We haven't been really selling vape. We had it for a while. It was PGBG. I took it off. We're, I'm just not a big fan of PGBG. It needs to be pure. And yeah, it's just like it should not be messing your lungs up. There's a lot of issues with popcorn lung. And, you know, I'm not trying to call out the people that vape. Like, you know, if it helps you with your anxiety, do what you got to do. But when people buy those big giant mods and they're getting those big giant clouds and they're doing it really often, it's just not really good for your lungs. And I'm not trying to tell people what to do, but they, they should just think about it. Hey, it's a matter of opinion, freedom of speech yeah. up in here. You know, like I found one in my, and I found a vape in my kids, in my kids stuff. And I swear to God, I reacted like it was crack. Like I'm serious. I was like, what is this bullshit? Like I got, I got all, I went fucking suburban mom on him. Like, and I'm like, cool. I want to, you know, if he's going to smoke weed here, like, you know, I'm one of those cooler moms in the sense that I don't want to, if you're going to do it, I'd rather you do it at home type mentality. But I found the vape and I just like, I swear I beat him with his own shoe. Like I could not, I could not stomach it because there's like this whole fad amongst the teenagers where they're just like ripping the biggest clouds that they can, blowing them all over the place. It just tastes like strawberry jam in liquid form. And I'm like, man, this is boo-boo. 
Like you don't, you don't. Yeah, need to kids be addicted with... to nice flavors and it's bullshit. I know. Yeah. Have you seen I, the... I just don't think it's good for them at all. Yeah. Did you see the South Park episode when they made fun of it? No. You know, you know it's an epidemic when South Park is making fun of it. But there was a I whole South Park. Uh, yeah, right. There was a whole episode about the kids, like all the super young kindergartners. I'm not sure what grade they were, but they're super young and they're all like all stressed out being a a kindergarten or whatever and there's like all jeweling <laughs> it and there's making fun of the whole industry but it's so true it's like kids are now like getting people to buy them jewels like people used to get people to buy them cigarettes back in the day and yeah yeah it's crazy i i think so i've been watching the controversy pretty closely because i have kids i have all the stuff and i'm on the forefront of education so i'm <clears> like <throat> always wanting to talk about more of these hot topics and stuff and and it's been a mixed bag like for me, I'm like, first of all, so many more people have died from tobacco than they have from vape. Second of all, it's like the black market vape cart, you know, that, that is causing a lot of challenges and then the jewel, you know? And so for me, I'm like, I'm still of the opinion that inhalants are the most effective to get the fastest results when you're using cannabis and hemp medicinally. Having a reputable source that will give you a high quality product that you can use if you're having an anxiety attack or need to sleep or any, you know, stomach issues or whatever, like vaping or smoking are going to be the most effective. Smoking is probably not the healthiest thing in the world, although it's my favorite way of ingesting because I'm old school and I got some of this like pussy kush right here and I want to taste it like (laughs) and I also it's literally not called that but I call it that and I'll tell you why in a minute Um, so you know I believe that God made this medicine as perfect as it could possibly be and as close as we can stay to that is probably the best for us now while new (coughs) science is coming in we're seeing a lot more derivatives isolated you know cannabinoids so on and so forth and and that's really cool. We're going to see what the evolution of that provides. But for the meanwhile, I love to keep it in the raw form. Vaping is second tier to that. And then you get into the other delivery systems, which have their own benefits. Probably the best way to microdose long term if you're trying to just like nourish your endocannabinoid system. But you're definitely going to get, you know, 40% plus absorption into your body if using an inhalant versus an edible. And let me tell you the story about Pussy Kush before we move on to my next question. So I was in a dispensary and this is actually called Purple Punch. And I'm, I'm an Indica person. So I was like, I need something that's just going to be like, awesome, totally relax me, but not put me out. So they gave me this thing here and like, I smoked it. And within five minutes, like not even five minutes, I was like this from around the wall. My husband was in the kitchen and I was all, (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, he's in there stirring the pot and his like butt was shaking a little bit. And I was just all. (laughs) like it was the hunter's instinct kicked in quick and then you know whatever happened happened on the kitchen floor and like (laughs) whatever happened happened on the kitchen floor you know what I'm saying and like kids was gone it was an afternoon delight and like I got up later with this like rat's nest on the side of my head and I was like yo dog I got some of that pushy (laughs) kush fucked me up for the rest of the day i was like i had a permanent twitch and everything so ever since then i'm like we're gonna put this on the top shelf yeah that's (laughs) That's the top shelf shit that's hilarious yeah you know cannabis enhances you know the female's desire needs 
it's a word I'm looking for there, but definitely affects women sexually in that way. Yeah, it's awesome. I There was this other company called Quiver that gave me this like lubricant, like massage oh oil for your yaya. And <sighs> I was like, I was like, chick, does this shit actually work? Like, why don't you do this with hemp? We can hit a global, my rat's nest. We can hit a global market. And she's like, with all due respect, Sonia, hemp doesn't get your pussy high. And I was like, <laughs> word. <laughs> no need to say anything else. So while you're in the lab, it seems like you spend time in the lab, like definitely conceptualizing. You're a consumer. You seem to be really passionate about it. Certainly not true for all cannabis or hemp companies. A lot of people are just in it for the money. I'd love to hear from you, like, what is the absolute favorite part of what you're doing in your business right now? Is it, you know, the formulation side? Is it product conceptualizing? Do you love just being at the visionary post in your company? What's your favorite thing about the work that you're doing right now? Yeah, so, you know, I decided a while back to brand me and brand my face. And, you know, I kind of, you know, I like to joke around that I'm the weed man and I kind of have that thing going. And that's kind of where my role has changed. You know, we now have like 25 employees and we're like, you know, really becoming a serious business and super exciting. So I'd love to watch the growth, you know, business strategy. Like I handed off a lot of operations to my CEO and he's doing a great job, James Rowland. And you know, we're just trying to still work together and make sure that the vision is still staying straight and making sure we're doing all the right moves and, and also supporting, like, I really, you know, just like to make sure that the flow is good and just being in business, I understand that cash flow is so important. It's like you need money and you need to be able to spend and have backups. And it's been really cool because this is my first real business. And I can say that from three years, I have never once had an issue paying people which is super stellar. It's like the best thing, you know, we've just been able to do it and we've just always made it happen. And that's why cash flow is so important. You know, you just need to be able to have money to make money and pay the people that are helping you make money. Yeah. Love that. I love that you understand the value of outsourcing. A lot of people like try and I was just talking with another group who's just like literally doing everything right now and they can't figure out how to, hire and keep a good person on the team. Tell me a little bit, I mean, you already mentioned the importance of your team because, you know, as you delegate those responsibilities, you get to play in your highest role. Talk a little bit about what it takes and what kind of, how do you get people enrolled into the vision and, you know, how do you compensate them so that they want to stick with you long-term? What kind of support do you provide them to make sure that they feel confident and are competent in their role? Yeah, definitely. You know, Morale is a super important thing just to be on top of. We try to really do good by our employees and offer them good perks. You know, we have a fridge in the break room and a table and we're always providing, you know, we're always buying groceries and stuff and keeping that stuff stocked so they, you know, always have snacks and stuff. And, you know, we have like a, you know, beverages and stuff available for them. And we have a ping pong table that we just put in our break room. So we're like separating everything off from a break room so they can go out and play ping pong. And they've been loving it. Like everyone's just been like challenging each other and it's caused a lot of excitement. But it's just, it's just exciting because we're growing and everyone sees the vision because we've been growing and I've been mm-hmm. doing it, you know, on my own for a long time. So the vision was already there and I, you know, it's, we, we're just progressing and we're doing all the right things. And, you know, we just really feel confident and firm in the fact that we just want to offer this awesome product to people and we want to keep expanding and 
I just have really great formulation ideas and you know, I, I'm the main formulation ideaist and I, I have a lot to offer this industry with our formulations. And like I said, we're, we started doing CBG two years before people woke up to the fact that that yeah. was needed. And it's like, we're going to be on CBN, <laughs> CBC and, you know, CBL and CBT and all the, all these things that people aren't going to be up on, or they're going to be too corporate to be able to fall into. And we're yeah. just there and we're going to offer it to the public because, you know, as long as it's safe, obviously it's, it's going to be tested and stuff, but you know, it's like, I'm a firm believer to give the people what they want and, you know, they may not want it, but we're going to educate people. We're going to do research studies and if it's helping people for certain things over time, we're just going to develop all this information and figure it out. And, you know, there's 180 different, different cannabinoids. And it's like, you know, I think that the future holds like a concoction of those are ideal for you. There's a concoction that's a deal for me. You know, terpenes are super important too and vitamins and you know, I think the future is going to just include a lot of this. It's just going to become common, like common consumption is just, you know, CBD and other cannabinoids and more of a full spectrum. And I think we're just going to see it a lot more in food. Yeah, I fully agree. I think that there's going to be a huge revolution around personalized healthcare. One of my good friends has created like a whole DNA analysis to find out what cannabinoids are actually working with your body and what where you're deficient and you know being able to cocktail your cannabis or hemp experience from there i think is going to be the future of medicine really yep. similar really similar to just normal supplement care or really supplement care personalized you know medications are going to be the definite wave of the future but it all starts with this hemp revolution i mean without what we without what we have done here as an industry in these first like three years and all of the arrows that we've taken, I don't think that we would be experiencing such a significant healthcare revolution specifically, which for me will be the biggest disruption to healthcare that we will ever witness. So that's a really exciting thing to be a part of. Talk to me a little bit about your philanthropic work. I was looking at different things in my stalking and investigation of you. I saw that you, you actually do quite a bit to give back to your community. And this is this social awareness and social contributions, like how you as the pebble are allowing your ripple effect to, you know, bleed into your community. Tell me about the different philanthropic efforts that your company is making and the giveaways that you guys do and what kind of difference you're seeing that make. Yeah, definitely. So I think that the big one that we're doing is we're doing the Hemping Hands program. And this program is where people can submit their testimonials and stories. And obviously we're only going to share them if they allow us to, but you know, we're just like reading and engaging with our customers is super important because we have a multiple spectrum of customers. You know, we have people that like absolutely like really need, you know, cannabinoids in their body, you know, exogenous cannabinoids in their body and they need to find a source for it. You know, if that's like preventing from seizures, or, you know, if they're actually trying to combat cancer or just like the whole issue with chemo with or makes you feel awful yeah. and it's like killing your body, like people just needing all that. So we have like the full spectrum of people from those people to people that are just there for wellness. They want to take the oil for wellness and they want to do that. So it's just a wide variety of people and stories we're getting. So we just want to be more in touch with our customers and figure out what their base is and allow for more connection. Because when we have people, especially when they're local and then they're coming through, and they're coming to the building, we're learning more and finding out how we can help them. And like, yeah, we're giving them free products, but also just like learning and figuring out how we can help be better, you know, uh, product makers for them and figure out what they need. 
you know, it kind of goes back to our 2500, our CBG oils. I actually crafted that for Mary. There's a testimonial on the site about that, but she, it was a while ago, she came to me. She actually grows my marijuana and <laughs> I love her dearly. She's been growing for like 12 years. She's super awesome. But we started doing that exchange where, you know, I was getting that and she's getting products and, you know, it was like helping her out. And then I was like, hey, you know, I think I could really help you with something. And, you know, she was paying like a lot of money for her CBD oil. And, you know, I was like, hey, I think I could make you something. And so I just experimented with it and I just combined a couple of different things, like some really like, you know, raw enriching like crude and this really cool distillate and just like some isolate just made it really strong for her and just combined it and made it taste really good. She likes it when there's like a ton of terpenes in it. And yeah, I've been making that for her for like, you know, almost three years now, like probably two and a half years, wow. two years. And she's been seizure free for like three years now. And it's wow. been really cool. A lot of the work that we did in our dispensary had to do with the medical refugees, the mamas and papas, you know, even the kids who had moved, relocated with their parents who were suffering from, yeah. you know, dementia or, you know, any one of these terrible, terrible, life-altering conditions. And a lot of what we did was just education around how to properly dose, how to, you know, select your delivery system, what are the different components or, you know, effects that you can experience. And there's a pretty significant gap in the industry as far as education goes. And I love that your company focuses a lot on the education. I'd love to ask you, what are, you know, we have some people who are considering getting into the industry, some people with established brands, all different walks of life are represented here. What are some key pieces of advice that you would have for a entrepreneur that is joining or is a part of the green rush right now and is trying to build and grow their business? What are some key considerations or pieces of advice that you could offer somebody in that place? Yeah, you know, pick your niche, find something that you're creative at, do it because you want to help people and in turn it will help you. If you're just trying to create a sloppy looking brand and you just want to like make some money, you're not going to succeed. But if you put a lot of time and effort into making a brand and making yourself stand out and actually put quality products out there, you know, you will outstand a lot of these brands that are not doing that. And that's just super important. Like we're going to be a long lasting brand because we understood that from the very beginning. Like we need to get the medicine of the people, but it needs to be high quality. We only source from Colorado. It's all Colorado hemp. We don't go outside of Colorado at all. You know, in the first year we started using CBG, we had to source that from California, but now it's all in Colorado, mm -hmm. which is super exciting. And you just need to, you know, we're just doing formulations that people aren't doing. You know, it's like, we're not super corporate. So I, you know, it's like the, the industry is super unregulated until it's regulated. We have more opportunity to experiment with different concoctions of, you know, distillates and stuff. And you know, our lab is like producing some really incredible stuff and able to capture, you know, more full spectrum than, than it was. And like the quality has gone skyrocket. Like from yeah. when I was doing my thing back then to now, it's just like nonstop skyrocketed. Like labs have figured it out. Farmers are getting better too. And everything's going really great. Yeah. Love that. Where do you think the industry is going in the next, let's say three years? Yeah, I would say that's a... That's a good solid question. It's very interesting. And it really all depends on what happens. Cause I think there are some variable there. Like, you know, if like Pepsi and Coke decide to come in and you know, if like, was it Lay like Lay's or that big conglomerate company, yeah. you know, if they've decided to put in all their food and 
you know, it's just like the reference is, it's just like when a big corporate company comes in and they corner the market, that's just what potentially could happen to, to a lot of this. Like, you know, they could just come in and just buy up all the farmland and buy up all the material and then put it into all the food products that people don't need CBD products anymore. That could potentially happen. That would take a lot of money. I don't know if they're like that on it, but I think that's where like boutiques will still survive because people are going to want, people are going to need extra exogenous cannabinoids and people are going to want those, you know, farm trusted sources. It's just going to be kind of interesting if it goes that way, because it might not, you know, it might be like, you know, just a big conglomerate that buys up all the smaller companies. Like, I think there'll be a lot of buying up over the next five years of these big companies that have raised a lot of money and they'll just start swooping up people's clients and everyone that they've been working for by buying up their companies. You know, it's like Steve's Goods, we service over 20,000 retail people a month and we have over 500 wholesale customers and we have like 10 pretty decent sized distributors. So it's like we as a company could potentially even reach like 50,000 people a month. So it's like when you are a big company and you want to be a big conglomerate, you're like, okay, let's buy their 50,000 customers. Let's buy theirs and theirs and theirs. And then, you know, offer them something that they wouldn't make anywhere else. And then it's just this big company. So I definitely see that happening. Like, you know, especially with people like that have been interacting with us and trying to buy equity. It's just like, it's just like a, a shark game out there. It's like, who can yeah. be the biggest company and, and have the most infrastructure and stuff. So it's kind of interesting. There's like a lot of big players out there, you know, they're doing their different things. That's what I'm saying. You got to do your niche and do it well. Like if you want to launch a product that's on the market, like do it, do your market research, make sure that something people actually want to buy, you know, talk to people. Don't just launch a product without talking to people. It's a bad idea and waste of money. Are you out on the speaking circuit? And if so, what are a couple of the upcoming events that people can check you out at? Yeah, so we're, we're working on it. Like this, this is like a part of it, you know, us, us meeting with you and doing this podcast. I'm trying to do more podcasts and interviews and trying to get out there more. But the last thing I went to was, was in Tennessee. I did not personally speak, but I went. Oh, you went to the She Conference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, um, Cindy Sofine, Sofine is... She was speaking there because she is doing lobbying for the industry and she's doing a lot of great things. So we went down and did some filming and stuff. And that was like the last, you know, I like to go to expos. So it was the last time I did that. But the next thing I'm doing is actually in Boulder at the Riverside in Boulder. Uh, Love they, Riverside. Yeah, nice. Uh, they, once a month, they do these Boulder meetups and it's the cannabis meetup. So I'm going to be doing a presentation on CBG. Awesome. So, when is that? Yeah, let us know and we'll let you well, know. Well, it's on we'll the 30th, the 30th of this month. Boulder Cannabis Industry Meetup featuring Steve's Goods. That's me. Yep, cool. So it's going to be at 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah. I'm going to come check you out. You should, yeah. I'll share this with you. But I think that if people are interested that they can go to the website, they can just go to the Meetups website and then they go, they search for Boulder cannabis industry and they should go find it yeah awesome i would love to hear from you and you know sometimes this is a tough question but i'm going to ask it anyways for me i feel like i sacrifice quite a bit to be a part of this industry and yet every day i find a reason to justify my continuous involvement (laughs) Yeah. What do you think are some of the key sacrifices and some of the key wins that keep you committed to your mission here? You know, helping people not have seizures is pretty cool. 
Yeah. Yeah, just that's a good question. You know, I think that I've just been doing this for the last three years and I've so personally invested in it and I've just have launched the mission and now there's a bunch of people behind the mission and we just need to keep continuing on the mission. And there's just like no doubt in my mind that this is what I do and I'm going to show up every day and I, I love what I do and I'm not saying every day is not, you know, it's not stresses and we don't deal with business stresses, you know, but we've just figured a lot of those issues out and, you know, we're just on a good track right now and we just kind of know what the people want and I just want to keep offering it to them, you know, and that's why I said we're like interacting with our customers and yeah. the retail space, that's going to be super exciting. We're going to do a ton of CBG education there and that's kind of going to kind of be our hub for, you know, we want people to fly to Colorado to come to Longmont, to come to the CBD store just to learn about CBG and all the cool things we have to offer. Yeah, love it. So exciting. I can't wait to continue to follow your guys' stuff. Definitely coming up to check you guys out in Longmont. I love when I get to interview the local companies. I'm right down in Denver and I used to live, you know, right off of the Foothills Highway up in between Boulder and Longmont. And, you know, I love to just come and like build my community that way. So I'd love to come and check you guys out there. Maybe do a live on the broadcast. Any last thoughts that you'd like to share with the community before we bounce out today? Cool. Yeah. So I do want you guys to all know that Steve's Goods products are available for private label and white label. Oh, uh, sick. Yeah. So if you want a super awesome CBD brand that has a ton of different products, we have oils and edibles and concentrates. You know, we even have uh, beauty products. So we can offer a wide variety of products for you. It's all Colorado based, all really great pricing. We're like super competitive. We're usually 25% cheaper than anyone on, you know, on the internet and we're super competitive with pricing. We have a really super seller in-house designer. So if you want a really well-crafted brand like Steve's Goods, we can definitely do that for you. So if you're uh, looking to get into it and you want to get in the right way, we can definitely point you in that direction and help you out. Uh, Love it. Yeah, for people that want to try products, we ship to all 50 states on stevesgoods.com. You know, we have award-winning concentrates and our edibles are vegan and organic. They're like super amazing gummies. Yeah, we need to send you some. I'm surprised we didn't send you a package. I'm sorry. I'll make That's sure. okay. But That's yeah, okay. I'd be sitting here eating them. <laughs> oh, seriously, you should be. But yeah, let me just show you one of these guys. They're like huge. They're like. Oh, shit. They're big, like. Big, to big tower of gummy. So, yeah, you, you, they're like five of them. They're like 30 milligrams. You get a five pack. They're like 18 bucks. Super cheap. Love it. Uh, and it's like really high quality CBD that's organic and vegan and really high quality gummy and stuff. So, you know, we're just staying focused with that and having good, good ingredients and good high quality products. When did you launch your white label program? It's been a little while. We've had it for probably a year, year and a half. And okay. we have some really successful CBD stores that work for us and some other clients that are super happy cool. with us. And, and yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I'd love to come and check it out. We run a high level business mastermind. It's called the Emerald Circle, inspired from the Emerald Triangle. And it's really just a network of people where we're plugging them into manufacturers, distribution, solving for marketing and advertising, as well as 
merchant processing and banking. So I'm always looking for new relationships with white label or just places that we can come and tour and show folks like, look, this is how business could and should be done. You know, so I I would love to tie you into that network. I think that that would be an incredible value add. You know, the more research that I do on you guys, and I'll, I'll get to come and see it firsthand now that I know that you're here. It was unclear to me before I thought for some reason that you guys were on the East Coast. But now that I know that you're here, I'm going to come and check you out for sure. Yeah. And we should definitely talk about getting you plugged into the community. I get hit up every day from people who are looking for any inquiries that people are looking for hundreds of bottles to add to their store or doctors who are looking for an opportunity to develop their own brands. Like deal flow is all around. And that's, that's a huge part of knowing that you're doing the right thing at the right time is, is being in flow with the universe when opportunities are just coming to you all the time and knowing which ones to take advantage of, I think are, is really, really important. So stevesgoods.com and that's where they can find you and any like must try is is your gummies like your top recommended product to try and get started with <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i personally am a big gummy fan i love gummies just like in general so you have an infused gummy and i'm just i'm all over it i think they're just really incredible they're vegan and organic i know i said that a couple times but you don't get that in a lot of gummies and yeah you know you know, there's like different things about gelatin, but gelatin can be kind of gross. And, you know, it's just like the pectin's way cleaner. You know, it's from yeah. a plant instead of an animal. So yeah. overall, it's good. You know, even though that it helps with the beard and stuff, you know, gelatin. But I get that through my <laughs> bites and supplements. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, I'm so excited to have had you on the show. This is like just an awesome interview. Great to have a little sesh with you too. Like everyone's so nervous all the time to just be themselves. And I'm like, listen, I own the net. Like imagine I'm Harpo right now. Like we get to do what we want to do. I own the network. So happy to have a sesh with you. Thanks so much for your time today and for the incredible work that you're doing in the industry. I think it's so cool. And all of the links guys, for those of you who are tuning in, all of the links for Steve's goods will be posted inside of the blog. Make sure that you check out the blog for today's show highlights. If you are a budding entrepreneur or an established brand and you're looking for some ways to condense time and make those quantum leaps into your successful future, check us out at theemeraldcircle.com where you can also find more episodes just like this. If you are a consumer looking for the best brands and products, check us out on medicalsecrets.com where you'll find products just like Steve's goods listed there. And I'm your host, Sonia, and this is the Hemp Revolution. Any last words? Nope. No last words. All right, guys, much love to you all. Thanks so much for tuning in and being a part of our incredible community. We'll see you guys on our next show. Cool. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another rockstar episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. And just for you, we took notes on this episode along with the links and other resources mentioned inside of today's show. Get them for free right now by going to theemeraldcircle.com. Now, if you want more on this, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you like to listen, and you will be automatically entered in to our monthly giveaway where you can get swag bags, all kinds of cool gifts and discounts from our guests, 
and exclusive offers that are only mentioned right here in the Hemp Revolution podcast. I can't wait for you to share this with your friends. With your help, we've been able to impact millions of people's lives around the world with the truth about hemp and cannabis. And we know that you love us so much that you're going to leave a review and rate us right now on your favorite platform to absorb content just like this. Now, we challenge you to dream big and love the life that you live. Thanks so much. And we hope to see you on our next episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. Ciao for now.